Welcome to the Effective Church Leaders Podcast, where we respond to the needs and questions of church leaders with actionable ideas and support. We are your hosts, Carrie and Becky Holton, and we are beginning a new series today on community outreach. Thanks for joining us, listeners. That's right. We appreciate you joining us for this new series. And today we are starting a series on community outreach. And I believe this is a topic of great interest among church leaders across the country. In fact, we've heard from a number of them who have requested some content on this very topic. Many churches are declining. That's not news. Those church leaders, though, who have faced up to that fact are eager to know what they might be able to do to reach out to their communities and bring in new people. So I'm really glad we are addressing this much-needed topic. Right, me too. The overall question we want to address in this series is, what can we do to increase our community outreach? And in this first episode, we want to talk about developing an outward focus. We want to talk about the need for churches to develop an outward focus, but we also want to answer the question, how is that done? How can church leaders cultivate more of an outward focus in their churches? Mm -hmm. Right. Let's talk about the need first, though, honey. I think that might be where we need to start. I guess we're beginning with the proposition that many churches have turned inward. I think that's kind of an assumption we have here, that they're not really focused on reaching out to those who don't yet know the Lord. Yes, and I think we can begin this discussion by asking church leaders to look in the mirror, so to speak, and ask themselves if they are more concerned with the needs of their members than they are the need of the lost to come to know the Lord. And In that vein, here are some hard questions that may help us to see ourselves as we really are. Does our church prioritize reaching new people? Is our church willing to remove whatever barriers necessary to reach people outside the church and the faith? Are we more concerned with keeping those on the inside happy and content than we are reaching out to the lost? Is our church primarily concerned with keeping people from leaving? Is our church experiencing little to no conversion growth? Boy, those are really good questions. And you know, I think we should add that church leaders ought to be concerned with those inside the walls of the church. You know, they should want to see those people in the church growing in Christ and They want to see them growing spiritually, and they should do what they can do to facilitate or cultivate spiritual growth among the followers of Jesus in their congregation. We are not encouraging church leaders to concern themselves, you know, only with those outside of the church. What we are saying is that the church also needs to focus outwardly. They've got to have an outward focus. We need to concern ourselves with both groups, those who have made the decision to follow Jesus and those who have not made that life-altering decision to follow Jesus. Yes, I think our problem today is that churches have primarily turned inward, Mm -hmm. that there is very little concern for the lost world that exists outside our church walls. So we are saying that healthy churches balance their focus between those who are not yet saved and those who are saved. Mm -hmm. And we are encouraging our listeners to want to increase their church's community outreach. 
to see developing an outward focus as their first step. We've got to create a culture in our churches that says, we aren't here to please ourselves or to only meet our own needs. The church is not to be some kind of a social club. We exist to take the gospel of Christ to a lost and dying world. We exist to make, and yes, grow disciples, but make disciples. So, as we have said, perhaps the first step is for churches to look in the mirror and do an honest self-assessment. Are we primarily inward or outward focused. And of course, we are saying that churches need to develop that outward focus. But right. you got to start with an honest assessment. Right. I think so. So, honey, why don't we start with some specific suggestions on how that may be done? What can church leaders do to develop more of an outward focused church? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I think the first thing they could do and it's always the first thing. It is to pray, to pray for God to enable us to see ourselves as we really are. Boy, that's such an important prayer for all of us, don't you think? But I think especially church leaders that as they lead churches, to ask God to help them see the church and them and themselves as they really are, to pray for God to show us and them what he wants us to do, for God to change our hearts after we see what he shows us. After all, it's the Spirit of God who will create a church's focus on reaching out to people who need the Lord and haven't yet come to know him. You know, it's God who brings this about. So we really need to pray for God to move among us and to open our eyes to see. I like that. And I think it's very important, as you say. Here's a second suggestion. And of course, it's just as obvious as that first one to begin with prayer. Suggestion number two is that churches do some preaching and teaching on God's mission for the church. Mm-hmm. I think we need to revisit passages like Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20. I would read that, but I think most of our listeners already know what it says, that Jesus stated that he had all authority, and then he told his disciples to go and make disciples and then baptize them and teach them. Now, these were the last words that Jesus gave to the twelve before he returned to heaven. These were their marching orders. And marching orders they were, for Jesus, after claiming all authority, then commanded the twelve to go and make disciples of all nations. But I really think we should also read this text as marching orders for God's people in every age. We should take this passage personally as if Jesus were speaking these words to every follower of his in every age. This is the mission of the church today, to go and make disciples. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, too, of Jesus' command to follow me. The body of Christ is made up of those who have answered that call to follow Jesus, to become like him and to do what he did. And Jesus said he came to seek and save the lost, Luke 19.10. So followers of Jesus should be about what Jesus himself says he came to do. Yes. Another way to look at this is to ask, what does God want for his children? What does he want for those whom he created? Now, surely we should be about what God wants. So what has God always wanted? He has wanted his children to come home to him. Just start with the call of Abram in Genesis. God wanted all of the nations of the earth to be blessed in him. All of the nations of the earth. That's Genesis 18. The psalmist wrote, All the nations you have made shall come and bow down before you, O Lord, and shall glorify your name. Psalm 86. 
This is what God has always wanted. Think of Israel. They were God's chosen people. But that doesn't mean they were God's favorite. That means they were chosen to be the agent to accomplish salvation for all, what he's always wanted. Their nation was chosen to be a light to the nations. Listen to these words from Matthew chapter 12, words which are based on Isaiah 42. Here is my servant whom I have chosen, my beloved, with whom my soul is well pleased. I will put my spirit upon him, and he will proclaim justice to the Gentiles. In his name, the Gentiles will hope. That passage, Isaiah 42, is talking about Israel's purpose as a nation. Of course, it finds its ultimate fulfillment in Jesus. So both Israel and Jesus were to proclaim God's love to the Gentile world, to all the nations of the earth. This is what God has always wanted. Mm -hmm. So based on what you just said, we would encourage church leaders to dig deep into these texts, such as the ones you've talked about, Matthew 28, Luke 19, Matthew 12, and there's many others, and do some teaching on what God wants and on the mission of the church, the body of Christ. Yes, I think maybe we really do need to revisit some of those passages. Mm -hmm. We need to go back to the Bible and revisit those passages that tell us what Jesus was about, what his followers are to be about, what the church should be about. I think maybe we need a refresher course Mm -hmm. on God's dream for his people, his dream for the church. And that dream surely involves reaching out to his wayward children and showing them the way home. Mm -hmm. I love that suggestion. It's so easy to lose focus. Well, let's talk about a third suggestion for developing an outward focus. And here is recommendation number three, and it is keep the mission of the church before the church. Once churches have identified their mission to go and make disciples, to reach out to the lost, this mission really needs to be kept before the church so that the church knows beyond a doubt what the church is or should be about. We know of churches that do a great job of keeping their church's mission in front and center of their church. You know, very often in these churches, one will hear the preacher referring to the church's mission in his sermon. Other ministry staff members will verbalize the mission as they have opportunity to speak before members of of the church. Other church leaders will incorporate it in their announcements and comments. Some churches even have the mission painted on the church walls, usually in the foyer or entrance to the building or on banners that you'll see in different places around the church building. That's right. I think what you're saying, honey, is that the mission needs to be repeated often. 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 Well, we just need to hear it front and center. Yes, we do. Uh, The point is that the mission of the church needs to be repeated often enough and in various mediums that no one in the church wonders what the church is to be about. If you were to ask anyone in those churches what the purpose of the church was, he or she could tell you. So repeating the mission of the church often certainly goes a long way toward cultivating an mm-hmm. outward-focused culture. Right, right. I mean, let's our short-term memories, <laughs> it just kind of goes south. Yes, when, it does. We get bombarded by all the other things, so... Well, um, let's move on. What do you say? Let's hear recommendation number four, and that is share publicly the stories of those who are coming to know the Lord. I really like this one, and I'm so glad we're talking about it. I, I think it is much needed and would benefit churches so much. Explain this a little bit more, hon. Be glad to. You know, traditionally, 
I guess I should say in our experience, about all we hear of those who begin their walk with the Lord is that someone was baptized after a Bible study with a certain person. So we might hear this from the pulpit, maybe in the announcements. Congratulations to so-and-so who was baptized last week. And that may be all we hear of their story. One thing that we believe churches could do to develop more of an outward focus is to share with the church the success stories of those who convert to Christ. To make those stories public, here is how one came to know the Lord. Here is why he or she made this decision. Here is how his or her life has Mm -hmm. changed. Sharing all that would really help the church to have that outward focus. And I think you're talking a bit of, about a bit of testifying or witnessing, aren't you? Sure. Traditionally, in our experience, we've not done much of that in the churches we've been a part of. But of course, the New Testament is full of stories of those who came to know the Lord. And I, I'm thinking about Paul's conversion. Um, then there was that woman of, at the well at Samaria who went back and told the city, the whole city, not just her neighbors, what Jesus had done for her. And there was that man who lived among the tombs and not in his right mind who was told by Jesus to go home and tell what the Lord had done for him. And of course, there's many, many other stories, uh, examples of this. So telling one story of conversion it is definitely biblical, and I can see how this would just really inspire and encourage others because sometimes what they say about how the Lord has changed their lives is exactly what someone is needing to hear. Yes, exactly right. Every now and then, uh, some time could be reserved in the Sunday morning assembly, for example, for the sharing of these kinds of stories. You know, and I'll just throw in something here. I think we need to think about how the Lord has changed our lives. Good. We need to think about that because if he hasn't, we have maybe haven't been converted. Yeah, we probably need to rehearse our own story of yes. conversion. Yes. Not that we need to sensationalize it, but we need to we need to remind ourselves of where we were before the Lord came into our hearts. We need to remind ourselves of the changes that we have made mm-hmm. or that God's spirit has made in us since we became followers of Jesus. Well, if we don't do that, we're going to probably be ungrateful Christians too. Could be. Well, I need to get back on track, don't I? (laughs) Because we're running out of time here. So let's share one more suggestion. You got one for us? I have one more. Number five. Number five is another obvious recommendation. Ministers and church leaders themselves should model an outward focus. Mm -hmm. Those who lead the church should be active in evangelism. Well, of course, it makes sense, doesn't it? If the leaders don't see the need to reach out to the community, it's hard to understand how anyone else in the church will. Right. So church leaders who want to develop more of an outward focus should take this mission personally and have more of an outward focus themselves. They should model, and they can model for the rest of the church, this focus on the lost that is so important. Okay, listeners, we have made five recommendations for developing more of an outward focus in your church. And here they are again. The first one was to pray. The second one was preach and teach on God's mission for the church. Number three was keep the mission of the church before the church. Number four, share the stories of those who are coming to know the Lord. And the last one that Carrie just mentioned is ministers and church leaders themselves can and need to model an outward focus. 
just putting those all together, I know those sound maybe not very significant or sensational, but they are. And if these are not happening in churches, the outward focus is not going to happen. And this is a powerful five-step thing to put together to begin with. So, honey, do you think it'd be a good idea to give our listeners a preview of what's coming next in this series? Okay, if you insist, I'll do that. Okay, (laughs) I'm insisting. In our next podcast in this series on community outreach, we plan to be discussing the need to give attention to your church's digital presence. We might even offer a few suggestions for how that may be done. You bet. I'm sure we have some ideas on that. (laughs) Okay, listeners, thank you again for hanging out with us and considering the ideas that we've talked about in this podcast. We hope you found it helpful, and we pray that God will bless you and your church as you try to be what God wants His church to be, and as you try to develop more of an outward focus in God's church. 